right, so boom, we finna talk, and y'all can just shut up and listen. Period. Hi, girl. Hey. So, y'all, we cannot be together right now because the universe, man. Nah, it's really just new. Unforeseen so circumstances. Recording remotely this time. Yeah, so let us know. Sounds because this is the first time. We're doing our best. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> so, we're just going to jump right into it. The question of the day today. What is the line between a red flag and abuse? And do you think red flags are a precursor for something more? If you have the Anchor app, you can actually send us a message, like a voice message, and we can talk about it more. Or you can email us, comment on any of our social media accounts, any of that, John. We'll link it all in the show notes. Man what? 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 Excuse me? What? What? Man. Huh? What? What, man? Man, what? Man, man, man what? <laughs> okay, so crazy story. Man, what segment is all about crazy stories. So regarding red flags, I knew a woman back in the day. She got married to a guy. Apparently, their dating life was fine. She used to always say they were, like, best friends. You wouldn't think that was a red flag because your partner should be your best friend. But in this case, right. low-key was. So she kept on saying, like, them dating was more like them being best friends. She loved how they would just, like, hang out. In hindsight, I wasn't thinking that's not romantic. But knowing everything I know now, I'm like, that's not romantic. Y'all were <laughs> fucking best friends. So they got married and he did not want to consummate their marriage right and then she was saying like i'm a very sexual person like by nature she would try to sleep with him he did not want to have sex with her but he also didn't literally want to sleep with her he just would be sleeping on the couch and this went on for probably three months she was telling me about it before she hit me up like yo i looked through his phone and it turns out he's been on grinder like this whole year that i've known him so wild wild so like when we talk about red flags sometimes they're not even completely obvious like things are only clear in hindsight but then other times it's like you meet a man and he's calling his mom a bitch all the time like that's a motherfucking red flag if you don't definitely red flag mom he's probably not gonna respect you either he hates women (laughs) (laughs) he's got issues yeah period (laughs) and we're um with the red flags, men and women both display red flags, right? So right. we're gonna we're gonna dissect all of it. We're gonna talk about red flags that men typically show, women typically show, some that has no gender, right? Genderless no. red flags. <laughs> um, I definitely like to start off with like a simple common one, but I think people that are bad tippers or just feel like they shouldn't tip is a red flag. Oh shit. Um, I I don't I don't know why I just I guess I what feel do you like, think that's a red flag for like elaborate um I okay so I think it's I think it's just this idea that they feel like that it, people in public service jobs I guess or customer service type jobs don't deserve it and so I feel like if you're a bad tipper or you don't tip at all it really says a lot about your character because I mean I think we understand the dynamics if somebody's working and they're servicing you and you feel like that you are paying them because you're eating at the restaurant you know what I mean then I don't know I just said I guess that's a lot about your character like first of all why are you so stingy like relax like you can give somebody like ten dollars right like Mm -hmm. or people that say well I tip I tip the service type of thing like unless they're out here calling you bitches and they're like pouring hot coffee in your lap deliberately like give them that 20 percent it's not gonna hurt you I don't know I just think that that's just so stingy it bothers me and I refuse one of those people that I tip based off the surface but like you said like I'm not gonna if it's not overtly disrespectful I'm gonna give you a tip like it gotta be some shit but I do find myself saying that a lot and it's apparently very controversial because every time I do on Facebook we get into a debate it's it's crazy and then like I think people that also don't tip though they're like um 
they feel like they can belittle people like that are waitresses and things like that right like it's just this yeah. idea that they're less than or they're beneath like and they're I just fucking think that that's... and then they don't want to tip like if i know that yes. i don't have a lot of money but i want to eat out i'm not about to ask you for a lot of shit neither and i'm also not about to be there for hours where you could be making other money. thank you and being rude unnecessarily rude. we've been here for 10 minutes well you're not the only one in the restaurant relax like i just it bothers me not fast food yes and i feel like people that typically are like terrible tippers have like terrible like restaurant manners right like Mm -hmm. i feel like i like when i go out to eat red flag like if you don't put all your stuff pile all your plates together then you have no home training and i'd be thinking to myself like your house is probably nasty yes either that or you're the castle absolutely so like that's just one kind of general I think it's a general red flag that's one of those genderless ones right Mm because women and men can both be bad tippers um I think uh you brought up earlier actually you had a friend that her red flags that she used to always display were she was always perfect when she would meet a guy oh my god yes like she did not have her own personality just she was whoever the fuck she was talking to (laughs) at that time and so we will always find these guys that think she's like so perfect within the first like three days of knowing her already want to display her and then the everything's over that fast yeah because you can only really hide your true personality for so long right like mm-hmm. my mom always says a tiger a tiger can't hide their stripes or something along i think i messed that up but something mm-hmm. along those lines and so when that tiger take his coat off you know you feel me you know it's not a- it's a tiger <laughs> No, but sincerely, like that's just I bet you they were super excited that like she's oh she's so perfect. Like she exactly. loves the same things I love. That's and like no, she's so just perfect. mimicking you because she knows that that's what's gonna benefit her for that point in time, right? Like yeah. what can I get from them? And then I bet you she switched her personality switched up once she realized or she got everything she could from them, didn't it? They was just throwaways. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I really would. It would be like a genuinely good dude, and I'd be like, "Damn, bro, you don't even know you about to get your life ruined." Right, but bros before hoes, bro. So was it nothing? We, we couldn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't getting a warning or nothing. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, if I had a friend that was, a, I, I feel like all my friends are great people. But if I had one that was sincerely, like a bad person and threw up red flags, I think I might warn the guy if I felt like he was a decent enough person. Might is the key word though. I can't, you know, I ain't no snitch neither. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except for that one time when I did. It was always a hard position because it's like everybody. She also she preyed on young guys too, so it's like everybody kind of gets their heart broke, and you gotta live and you learn. So I kind of felt mm-hmm. like I didn't necessarily want to interfere with that process. For sure. But I also knew that how she was, like it wasn't gonna make a difference in her life like they were still they were going to be hurt whether I told them or not and she wasn't going to change her behavior so it was almost like a waste of breath for sure for sure and that makes sense but and I, I just just throw a twist on this that I just thought about so I always assumed like I saw all these red flag vibes she was giving off to other people but I'm like well this is my best friend though she's never going to do me like that <gasps> me and a bitch ain't <sighs> no red flags are not always just romantic absolutely they're not absolutely they're not you can I mean I feel like you can see red flags in a person's like like you shouldn't even have kids like the way you talk about like how you're gonna discipline your children your future hypothetical not real children oh my god is a post on Facebook like I saw one where like the baby had not a baby baby maybe like two years old or whatever but still a Mm -hmm. motherfucking baby has Mm -hmm. felt like they were redoing the house or something I wish I could pull it up real quick but I know I'm not gonna be able to find it fast (laughs) they were like renovating the house and they were letting the kid just walk around pretty much unattended like they're you know that mindset i'll keep an eye on them yeah but if like a little kids move fast as hell girl turned their back the baby has spilled all the paint and so like somebody else not the parents had posted it and was like if your kid did this what would you do and it was a whole lot of people on there talking about like i'll beat that kid's ass if they did some shit like that to me wasting my paint ruining my house and it's like red flag you gonna beat the fuck out of a two-year-old for spilling paint because you because you didn't pay attention because right. you didn't do your job as a parent no outrageous listen not. to the way that people comment on things it's crazy yeah and those are like super red flags like you definitely don't need to procreate because parenting is not for you yeah like abuse shouldn't be your go-to all the time <laughs> for a kid kidding that young for a little accident like yeah it's not like a teenager is still in your car and wrecking it but even no I don't recommend you just beat the fuck out of them because what did that solve right and i understand like the fact that like I, I i mean i have my moments too like i don't believe in like corporal punishment for my kid personally Mm-mm. like i'm not gonna say i've never whipped her because i have mm-hmm. but it's very extreme and it's very few and far in between like it's like it's been like 
a month of just like bullshit and I'm like all right listen the next thing and even in those moments I try not to whoop her if I do out of anger because that's not that's not a lesson in that no it's not it's not right at all so um I just think people have to understand the fine line between like you being frustrated and a kid being a kid right and like understand where that point you know where that where that boundary is like you can't cross that type of thing and if you automatically feel like yes I'm gonna abuse my kids because of small inconveniences where you were probably the problem in it because mm-hmm. it's something that you lacked or you didn't do then you definitely should not and that is a 1000% red flag like. and on topic too I used to always tell actually that same friend like if I accidentally spilled wine on your rug right now you wouldn't Would you dare me? fucking hit me like you wouldn't do it like she's ne- she wouldn't even yell at me over stuff like that so it's like no. I'm the one that knows better so your kids that are just learning and they're young like why do they deserve such an extreme punishment for it for sh- absolutely for sure and um, I just think that kids kids need learning room I guess they need room to grow they need room to be able to make mistakes and when you automatically jump to that is your first mindset right because that's what Mm -hmm. you think is right but that's what you were you were taught like it doesn't leave them room to make mistakes it doesn't leave them room to like fix their errors yeah so unrealistic standards that they just have to always be perfect for everybody and they have to be compliant they don't actually learn anything except for to not do that shit around you specifically for sure, for sure. And I think that, that that breeds more red flags, right? That breeds more people like now they can't be honest and they can't be open. Right. Like you you raise children that learn how to like play the system and manipulate. Exactly. And I just, that's super unhealthy. And like that's ruining their long-term effects, whether it's friendships, relationships, or even their parenting. Exactly. Like don't, <laughs> don't do it if you can't, you know what I mean? If you can't think it through as an adult and you can't voice it because you can't react in any situation like that. Like you can't whoop your boss's ass. Right. I mean, you could, I guess, but... You know, you're going to go to jail and you're going to have a job. Right. <laughs> you know, another red flag that I've been thinking about too, when somebody like gets in a relationship, especially a grown ass adult, like 19 and up, I would say when they get in a relationship and like in one week or one month, they're talking about, I love you so much. And I want to marry you. I think that shit's a red flag. Like nigga, you don't, or bitch, whatever, or person, you know, if you want to be respectful, like you don't even know me. How do you already, how are you already in love with me? Yeah, I get that. Right. I just, I get that. I, I will say that I have seen some people, and I don't know if it's just like, I guess I can't say either if it was like love all the way or not, but I have seen people get like married quickly and then they've stayed together type of thing. But I feel like that kind of plays into this whole like the arranged marriage type of weird thing, like how you have to learn to love someone. Mm-hmm. Like you learn to love, you learn to grow yeah. into love. Like it wasn't, it couldn't have been love at first because you don't fucking know that person. Yes. But I do think too, just watching shows like My 600 Pound Life or like Intervention or whatever, a lot of times people do that and they stay together purely because it's codependency. It's still not, uh-huh. they actually really love that person. It's uh-huh. they love the idea of love and they don't want to be alone. So they'll take whatever. That's true. That is very true. Red flag. That is a great red flag. Um, um, one of my biggest red flags that I've like noticed in my personal relationships was um, timeliness was like one. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Has, <laughs> someone that has no like respect for just the concept of time or timeliness. Like that's a major red flag to me. I think yeah. that like if you don't respect your time, then you definitely don't give a damn about my time. And, like, that's my biggest thing is, like, you could play with me. You could play with my heart. But don't play with my time. No, I'm just... I can't get my time back. I can get a heart no. transplant. Okay. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like, one of my exes was like that. Like, he just was not a diligent person. Like, he did not care about being on time, showing up. Movies, girl. Yeah, We're paying to go see we would be late and I have to like low-key lie like hey like this movie starts at like 9 30 mm-hmm. and it really started at 11 o'clock like let's get to the movie because I know we weren't gonna get there till 10 45 you know and what I mean talk about that being a precursor like I've had experiences like that too and it's like if I cannot rely on you to come to anything at the time that you say you're going to then I cannot right. rely on you at all like I can't trust if you say you're gonna do anything that you're gonna do it because you can't even fucking be on time it's something simple and more when I know you don't have shit else to do like you're yes. like because you were sleeping or because you were too high or something like that like that's unacceptable that's no respectful. like that's a huge red flag one absolutely that I believe is a precursor to more serious things oh for sure for sure that's what like to even dive into take it a step further like I remember um this just idea with my ex same ex with the time like at one point he used to have me 
go do things that he didn't want to do in place of it, but he wouldn't tell me about it. Yes, girl. Like, so it- like, like with my time, like you don't respect my time and now you don't respect me as a person because why would you commit me to something that I didn't even approve? Like, and I just think that that, it kind of like spun out of control. So like now on the flip side, when I need you to be there for something, you don't find my time or like me as a person an obligation anymore, right? And I don't deserve your presence, I guess, or whatever you may feel. But yeah. yeah, it used to it kind of it kind of really spiraled and it just was like one of many problems or one of many red flags. Same person he told me, um he told me that he liked to like make me mad, which is I Jessica, that's the that's strangest tough, thing. But isn't isn't that the strangest I've heard like, a lot of people say stuff like that though. I like to just get you mad because it's funny to me. You're a sociopath. What is why would you why? That is not healthy functional adult behavior. <laughs> why do you want to rile me up and make me angry? Well, you need to learn how to not be angry about things. You need to not pick at things that you know pisses that me off. Gaslighting? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> is Valid that crazy? Word. He fucking gaslit your shit. And like me, not me, like just oh, it's it's just we'll work on it. It's fine. Red flag. Right yeah. when I first met him, too, like, in the very beginning, he was, like, saying stuff like this. And girls should have knew. So any mm-hmm. issues that we had, it was always, like, what I'm not. That's what it turned into, like, what I'm not doing correctly. It was never that what we need to fix as a couple or, like, you legit did this. Like, well, Miriam, why are you so sensitive? Unable to take accountability. That's a red. Girl. Yeah, it just, it just, it... It spirals into so much more. Like you can't just own up to your bull. Like I don't have a problem. For the most part, I don't think I have a problem owning up. I mean, I hate it's a it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like understanding your shortcomings, but when you do that, then you can hold yourself accountable for things. Like I usually don't mind just because I know I have mental illness and I'd be doing some shit like real unintentional. <laughs> so I really prefer if people would just tell me up front so that I can check that shit. Like, right? Ever get upset or say, well, you did and you did. I just be like, even if I don't feel like I did that, like the fact that you interpreted it that way, I'm going to take mm-hmm. account for that shit. For sure. No, that's that's a great point. It's super important that we start doing that. And people like, I think people, I think everybody has, everybody displays red flags on their own. Like there's some issues I probably have that I may not have realized that nobody's brought it to my attention. As far as maybe my red flags, I'm not mm-hmm. really sure what they are. So if anybody I have, can tell me, let me know. <laughs> if it's a red flag that I don't have no association with my family, because I was thinking about um, somebody that I used to live with, how his whole family hates him. But for the mm-hmm. first like four years that I knew him, I thought he was super cool. It, it took that fifth year though for me to realize this is why the fuck everybody hates <laughs> everybody hates you. So now I'd be so aware of that. Like, oh my god, is this my red flag that I'm not in contact with none of my fucking family? <laughs> um, I don't think I don't know. Just knowing your personal situation and somebody that has been around you for what sixteen plus years, yeah, I think that that is existential. Oh, that's not the right word. That's your situation is like an outlier situation. Like it's a weird one. Hurt. So I can't say that's necessarily a red flag, but I definitely think that if we put all of our exes in a room or just anybody that we talked to where it just fizzled or whatever happened, that I'm sure they would point out our red flags. <laughs> I'm sure they would just lay it all out there what we did wrong. But I mean, I think we all display them. I think it's just traumas that we or things we've taken from childhood that we don't know how to fix. Yeah. That's how we've navigated it. Do you know what I mean? You know, speaking of all your exes, I think it's a huge red flag when somebody says that all their exes are crazy. Because No, they are the crazy ones. <laughs> like, what is... <laughs> even if they were all crazy, why are you only dating crazy people? Like, there's still something going on here, this real red flag. Listen, let me tell you. I think my biggest thing is, like, if um we were in a relationship and we broke up and you think I'm crazy, but... I've been in healthy, a healthy, successful relationship after that, but you haven't, it's you. Yeah. So maybe that goes with friends too. Like I used to have a friend that, okay, first of all, it was, it should have been a red flag to me. There's four children in this family. I know them all. I fell out with all of them at this point. And so, Uh and I fucking hate their, their mom. I never met their dad, but it's like, I should have known that shit was like genetic or learned that I was never going to be okay with none of them. Like, I hate all of you. That shit was a red flag. But this particular, actually two of them, everybody that, like it started off because we knew each other through 
the religion that I was raised in. So I had known them for years and years and years. Red like, flag. Every mutual friend <laughs> that we ever had, like they had uh-huh. fell out with every single one of them. So I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I just, I guess I wasn't thinking about it, but like, that's a red flag. You know, it's funny. I, I, it makes me wonder though, like what makes us like ignore the red flags is the idea that we like, maybe like we just naturally want to like fix people or we think that we're better than their last situation, regardless of what it is, like friendships or relationships? I know personally for me, it's going to be one of two things. I know that I do not treat everyone equal. Like, mm-hmm. I have people that in my mind, I can't think of the right word for it. I wouldn't necessarily say untouchable, but it's like, I know you, I love you. I know that you have my best interests at heart. So if you mm-hmm. ever did something that could be perceived as offensive towards me, I'm not offended because I know that you're not that type of person. You wouldn't intentionally do that. So if I, and then there's other people though, like I want to beat you the fuck up every time that I see you. <laughs> Both perceptions of me are valid. So I used to think, especially when I was younger, like, yes, I see that you've done that to these other people, but it could be something about them that triggered you. Right, And I don't see that I'm triggering you right now. So I'm not anticipating for you to treat me like that. And then right. on the other hand, it's just like when you meet somebody that has like such a welcoming vibe about them and they seem like generally positive and things like that, like it's hard to imagine that these other situations are as bad as they seem they are. So it's more like a yellow flag to me. It's like, okay, it's in the back of my mind, but like I they may be capable of it, but coming up so I would continue gotcha do you think that um in any of the situations or can you give like an I guess an example of where you of someone you've dealt with that has never really like kind of crossed you or they've never like you've seen their red flags or like things that you would quantify like oh they're not a I would never date this person because they have these poor tendencies type of thing but they're actually like maybe they're a good friend like they're a great person as like a friend do you know what I mean? Like, um, have you ever seen where you can split it? My male, my long-term male best friend. Now, we recently just stopped talking, but that was on me. I just, he's had the same, like, personality traits, and he's pretty much done the, like, committed the same type of actions. I'm trying to think how to word this shit, too. Like, he's been the same person since when we were younger, right? Uh-huh. But that was cool because it was young-minded shit when we were young. But now, <laughs> we're adults. you're in your 30s, and you're still doing those things. So it's like okay I'm not with the shits anymore so I stepped back but it was never that he ever crossed me still he never treated me like he treated all these other people that I've seen uh-huh yeah super it's so interesting to see though like what makes like what I, I mean I guess maybe it's compartmentalizing but like what makes it that you treat one person completely different but your romantic your romantic relationships right like people that you're being intimate on like a different level with I guess like what makes you want to like mistreat them because like men and women, like, we have friends that we've been with, that we've had for years, right? Mm-hmm. And we treat them like they're, they're kings and queens and they're gold, right? But for some reason, like, when we get into this weird relationship type area that we just don't know how to, like, transition our friendship relationships mm-hmm. that we have into actual physical relationships with, like, a romantic partner. Do you know what I mean? I, do so I kind of fumble through that. I think that we highlight the romantic relationships because it just tends to be that in general that's what we talk about most like when we Mm -hmm. talk about humanity and what defines people we talk about our relationships with people but Mm -hmm. in my mind like because of experiences that I've been through like everybody wears different hats so it's different types of compartmentalization like for example right I could never keep a fucking job. I've had over 30 jobs and I'm only 29 (laughs) because I'm a horrible employee because just my mindset as an employee, I know you're not paying me what the fuck I'm worth. You're not letting me work to the best of my abilities. Or like Mm -hmm. for example, when I was a farm tech, like I'm not even allowed to help people. Like y'all go against your mission statement. So I'm going to steal time. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a two hour lunch. I'm going to go early. I'm not going to clock out. Like I'm going to do a lot of things that seem to be uncharacterized for me because of the environment that I'm in but now I right. my own business I would never do no shit like that to sabotage myself because I'm more connected with the purpose and I think that that translates mm-hmm. into other things it's like my friends are always going to be different than my relationships because I have different expectations like it's Makes rare sense. that a friend is going to break my heart because you can have sex with and talk to whoever the fuck you want so I don't have that expectation that we're exclusive so it like right is the game when you that makes sense that romantic relationship that makes so much sense it's super funny too when you talk about this because um 
I have a friend and her partner has a friend. So I've never met. It's a guy. Mm-hmm. So my female friend has a male. Her her boyfriend has a friend who's a guy. And like he screams like everything. His aura screams red flag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like everything about him as a person. I've never met him. I've only heard like. I've only heard about conversations that were had that she wasn't even a part of. She was just listening in on. And she's going to know as soon as she hears this. Like, bitch, don't be talking about me. I ain't going to say no names, though. (laughs) But basically, like, this guy gets on there and he literally, like, bashes. Like, he just has this, like, weird hate for, like, women in general. Like, he said something about, like, women are opportunities. And so it makes me kind of, yeah, girl, like, the women are only good for opportunities. And, And I was like, well, what do you mean? What do you think he meant by opportunities? And she was like, well, I mean, women are used... I was like stepping stools basically like to get to where you need to be in life. And I'm like, well, how has that worked out for him? Because this nigga's probably like, is he is he is he Jeff Bezos? Is he a multimillionaire? Like, what are we a billionaire? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing big in your life? Or have you had to work yourself for what you've achieved? Did a woman get you there type of thing? Mm-hmm. But it just screams like what? Like it him as a person screams red flag to me because like what happened to you as a person that you can generalize women across the board right yeah and such a negative light like yeah and what kind of relationships are you having then because i can't imagine that he's walking into relationships with like a positive outlook or you know what I mean? that's what the fuck optimism get at when i get into those conversations when somebody is like all women do that all women do this first of all you can't generalize billions of women we do not always do that shit but you'll find that like almost in pockets like when i have like you know how I am I literally talk to any fucking body if I'm out on a- sure are you gonna get kidnapped <laughs> ain't nobody kidnapped my annoying ass yet but like, <laughs> it, 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 it's almost like so segregated by where you live and what culture you're in like right it's mostly black men in Dayton and black men in like Chicago like urban cities that I hear say the most negative thing about women and not to women. Them because I definitely know a lot of super extra great black men as well but of course. it seems more prevalent in this area than others. But they always have the nastiest things to say. And it's really like that like attracts like to me. Like if two people broke your heart, so now you're going into the third through eighth relationships thinking they're going to break your heart. You're not giving it your all. You're probably uh-huh. being rude and nasty to them and you plan on using them before they use you. So yes, that's going to continuously happen to you, but you can't put that on everybody in the world because we're not all right. like that. And then when I talk to this other group of people like, my friends in California where it's a lot more liberal and diverse there and the standard of living is a little different you don't really hear about problems like that so often so it's like people can't see beyond their own experiences so they use those generalizations yeah no that's super interesting that you said that I never I mean I guess I I've never thought of it in that point though right but I mean it does make sense that you you really do carry on like if you don't heal from your certain your your previous situation Mm -hmm. you carry that over into your next and so that kind of brings us into like when does the red flag turn into abuse or it are red flags just are they the precursor to abuse are they actual abuse like how would you how would you kind of quantify that or qualify it i would say certain red flags like like people that say like all every every couple argues or everybody steals or everybody has been to jail sometimes is something i've really heard like if those I've never are core beliefs, I feel like those are precursors to abuse because if you uh-huh. believe that everybody argues, then you're always gonna argue. And we know that violence always escalates, it never stays stagnant. So if you're willing to argue with everyone you meet constantly, you're a step away from physically assaulting them. And if you're willing to consistently physically assault people, you will kill somebody in a fit of rage. Like that's right. statistically proven. So with like more so even like semi-violent red flags like I definitely feel like those are precursors because they're showing like your core beliefs in your character more so than some of the other ones okay yeah that that makes sense too um what about instances of like we talk about instances of um like smaller red flags I guess things that like the tipping thing right or like um the time thing where it doesn't necessarily turn into abuse, but it does change the dynamic of the relationship, right? Like the relationship becomes more toxic, I guess I can say, or maybe like the relationship, it's the history of how it started off. And maybe those red flags have turned into like annoyances, which have turned into like kind of snowballed mm-hmm. into something grander. Like 
do you think that those can fit in that category of abuse? And I'm trying to think of an example, but I mean, I guess, um, well, I will say like with the time with, um, someone that I know it's like, I think that one of the main differences is how you manage your expectations after you see the red flags. Like now that I know that you will never be on time for anything, I'm not going to invite you to things that have a time requirement. I'm not going to ask you to take me to appointments or if you say you're going to come over at six I'm not gonna stop what I'm waiting for you or sit around and wait I'm going to continue on with what my plans were so that way it like diffuses the situation because yeah I hear what you say but it's going in and out of one ear and then I can decide if I want to keep dealing with you or not if I don't like that so I don't think that that always can turn violent depending on how you react to it gotcha and like I don't want to I don't want to just label abuse either as in like the physical kind right like I want to talk about like mental abuse spiritual abuse like emotional abuse Mm -hmm. all that because I feel like that all that is super important so I'm trying to think of an example my 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 most recent personal example would be like that last ex I talked about with the Mm -hmm. time our relationship did have like it didn't have physical abuse right but it did have moments of um like mental abuse and like emotional abuse Mm -hmm. and I can't say I can't think of any specific red flags and maybe like a lot of maybe maybe the 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 instance where I talked about how he would say he likes to make me mad because it makes him it's enjoyable for him type of thing but it I noticed how I can kind of vaguely draw a line from that into like we used to get into arguments right like or and like it was never like screaming matches because I've never been one to scream but like we did used to get into like heated discussions I guess I Mm -hmm. should say and or something we would have or we would something would happen that made us both mad and we would end up never talking about it and he would lo- he would give me the silent treatment yeah which like that's i think fuck. like you know it's wrong and you're too immature to talk absolutely and just the like the emotional impact i think about it now it had on me the fact that like you can sleep in the same bed with me right because i we were living together at this mm-hmm. point in time like you sleep in the bed with me like we're 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 in the same house just just being in the same house right mm-hmm. and you can walk past me and you don't even look at me right or you can't even give me some eye contact you can't say thank you if I hand you anything but the expectation also was there that I needed to continue to do my duties as well as he do his duties mm-hmm. which was super weird to me too like I don't think that you should feel like or you should expect that I'm going to like cook for you right have a meal waiting for you when you mm-hmm. get home when you can't acknowledge me because yeah. I'm a human like I'm a person and it just was super weird and like I I'm trying to think my hardest like what were the red flags before that because I can't necessarily say the whole the whole making you mad thing was a red flag but just I'm trying to pinpoint it out but there was something there was definitely a precursor right that led to that because it wasn't mm-hmm. just I, I don't think we just jump to things right like we don't start off here and then just make a huge jump into something that's even more drastic because I just don't think that's how people work. We're creatures of habit. And so there was something that was habitual within our relationship that allowed him to feel like he could do that or that's something that he carried on from past relationships. And at first, my mindset was, it's better than we we don't, we separate, right? And we pause the conversation Mm -hmm. so that we don't say something we don't mean and we don't hurt each other. Because I mean, if you can say something hateful to me, then do you really care about me type of thing? Yeah. And so we would definitely pause, but that pause would manifest into like a week long hiatus. Like we would not talk to each other, but we also would never revisit the situation. Oh yeah. And so it was something that would come up again and again. It was something simple. And I one specific thing I can talk about is um parenting styles, right? Like I have a kid and he had a kid. Um my kid lives with us, right? Mm-hmm. So we are in the house together. And I've been a single mom for a very, very long time, all of Layla's life. Mm-hmm. And the fact is I have a hard time. I'm not even going to lie. I have a hard time letting go and letting someone else come in and be able to like have those parental rights to my kid. And that was something I definitely had to learn, but I, I sometimes I felt like he might've been picking and I didn't like that. And I had some issues too, where I should have worked because kids can kind of ping pong off of parents. Right. Right. They, if they see me correct him, if Layla would have seen me correct him right then and there, she would have played it like mommy when he did this type of thing. And I had, I had to work on that as well. well but just like, kind of a sub thing. I just recently read an article like last week because I was writing for my nonprofit about that. And it's actually super mm-hmm. important for children to see that conflict because they need to know that two people can disagree and resolve it like in real life maturely. 
see um, and see i didn't even think of it in that in that sense but it was always like you're going against me with her here now she's gonna try to play that and i was like oh well yeah that's right i guess but mm-hmm. that makes sense though yeah, that like we it won't need to be able to disagree you guys are actually agreeing and you have a set of boundaries that you agreed on together right and i think it's the idea that like kids stay in a kid's place and maybe that's where we were coming from which might not be the best thing either because we needed to be united on the home front mm-hmm. but like that's what a lot of our arguments would stem from do you know what i mean yeah. and we would do this whole hiatus thing like and I never realized until after I got out of it how much, how abusive it was, right? Like, yeah. and not to pin him as the bad guy, because I'm sure I had my faults and like the relationship as well. But like, I would never, I've never done that to anybody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's, with dysfunctional behavior like that, the right thing to do if you triggered him would have been for him to talk to you. So even if you did something, the punishment did not fit the crime. So like there, it was all him. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's it's something I can talk through now, but back then I just did not understand it. Like, why would you, like, why? And he used to piss me off and it would make me so angry. And then I felt, I honestly, like, I low-key felt bad, though, about, like, not continue the, continuing those, like, duties, I should say, that I kind of had agreed upon. But I think what happened was, is we never really discussed our expectations. And I think that that, I don't, I can't say that that's secure for all of, like, the red flags spiraling, right? Mm-hmm. Ex- setting expectations. But I definitely think that it does help in the long run, whether it's like your personal friendship relationships, business relationships, right? Yeah. Like as you become an adult, your relationships with your parents, like setting those expectations so that when those interactions do occur, you can let them know like, hey, listen, this is something I don't tolerate. And like being able to kind of stand firm on it. And I think that goes back to the whole idea of like how we kind of compartmentalize or we wear different hats, right? Like mm-hmm. I know you would never cross me in this way. So I don't necessarily have to set those expectations with you. But I will have to do them with this person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm I just really big on that because I hate when something comes up and the person's like, oh, well, I didn't know. Because we assume it's common sense. But right. everyone doesn't have the same common sense because we all have different life experiences that led us to right. believe the way that we believe. So probably the last five years, I'm always like, as soon as we meet, pretty much, like, so how do you handle conflict? Like, what are your core beliefs? Like, what are your mm-hmm. goals? Like, so that we have some type of mm-hmm. understanding and expectations mm-hmm. right off the back so that it should pop off. They can never be like, well, you never said that. Yeah, I did. I made you sign a paper, actually. First, <laughs> it's right here in the contract. Literally. Right, right Section there. B, Sorry. 24-3. Right. <laughs> Get that shit straight. No. <laughs> and then it also makes me think, though, like, so with these, like, with red flags, like, has there been anything I can't think of anything that I mean because I don't you know me personally like on the red flags I see I still kind of dive head first into it like well you know what we'll, we'll figure it out as we go type of thing but has there any been anything for you that you've seen as a red flag and someone that you kind of cut it off immediately now for me historically no but I think going forward I find things that I guess I'm not willing to tolerate and there's some stuff that I do tolerate for certain reasons whether it's like toxic relationships, I have a very toxic male friend right now. Mm-hmm. And I keep that relationship going for, you know, personal reasons, but I understand the dynamic and I understand that it would never lead into an actual romantic relationship because mm-hmm. that's just not something that can happen because it would never work. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we do keep certain people around for certain things, but what is there like something that you've seen where you were like, uh uh-uh, uh, immediately, let me shut this down? Like before you even got to know the person, more and kind of like dissect them as their true characters you know what i mean like who they truly are more so if i just feel a vibe for real like i'm not about to spend no time intellectualizing that shit like if i meet you and you just feel real negative and bad there's no reason to go for it gotcha i mean that makes sense too um and you know i i i I do get the whole vibe thing because i've done that with people like i've done that with like teachers and stuff like that which sounds weird but I mean, I guess because we don't have those super personal connections with teachers and like you take a class or professors, mm-hmm. you take a class, you don't see them anymore. But there's just certain people that you just you cannot connect to. And you're like, bro, something off with you. But, like. you no, know, it goes off of your intuition. And so just to explain to people like what intuition is, because I know a lot of people just assume it's something like mystic or you shouldn't trust your gut because where did this come from or whatever. But intuition mm-hmm. is a scientific thing. It's your subconscious processing all of the information that you've ever intaken and coming to a logical conclusion from based on what you know about what's going on just before you're able to actually intellectualize it. So that's why if I just get a bad feeling about you, I might not mm-hmm. know why yet, but every time I've ever ignored it in my youth, 
that's every everything I've initially thought was always fucking true. Like no <laughs> you're always right. <laughs> there's no reason to wait around. So now that I'm older, it's like as soon as I get that bad vibe, there's just no reason to go forward. And that's so funny you said that because it makes me think even with the whole red flags conversation that those bad vibes that you're seeing may be the red flags that they're showing subtly, right? They may not have verbalized it, but it's in their actions. So something that they did that you peep, you're like, uh-uh, it's something off about you. Like, I can't vibe with it, right? Real subtle things like if if we're in a group of people and somebody introduces us and you don't make eye contact or you don't reach for my hand, like I already know that you're a disrespectful type person or if you feel the need to size Mm -hmm. me up when we meet, you're distrusting so you've been through some things that I don't want to fucking deal with. Like, Right, even be shit that's super subtle, like immediately. Right, yeah, red flags, like super big red flags. And you know what? I don't even think I never even thought of red flags like that because we always think. Well, I always think of them in context of like relationships, like mm-hmm. actual established relationships, like stuff that you have to get to know people to see. But that is a great point. Like it's just people right off the bat. I had a boss. Um, it wasn't. It was my boss's like former coworker type of person. He was retiring, but I did not like the man I was polite and I was pleasant because I was required to do and professional for a job mm-hmm. but he just gave me the most he gave me just these crazy crazy weird vibes and it wasn't anything that he necessarily said but it was mannerisms like the arrogance like yeah just like the lack of respect I could tell that he was misogynistic I think he probably was a little racist do you know what I mean mm. and it wasn't anything that he actually said or he verbalized to me that I've seen him do but it was just the vibes that I've gotten off of other people that I know for a fact, are those things. Yeah. And so it's just super interesting for you to say that because I never thought about like, the whole sizing someone up and down. Or like mm-hmm. when a girl walks in and she stares at you. And my sister gets on me all the time. I stare at people, but I don't stare at people because I'm sizing them up. I just be nosy for real. Well, I'm I like, remember you when first interacting, you thought I was being my I'm like, bitch, I can't see. I was squinting. Yeah. I didn't even yes. know you were there. Yes. Like, perfect example. So like, if we had never gotten that if we had never gotten that Butterfinger pie, we would not be friends because I dead, I dead ass did not think she liked me. I was like, she really don't like me. And I don't know why, because I didn't do nothing to her. And she came back one day and was like, you want to share this? I was like, yeah, thief, let's go. <laughs> oh my God, kind of ran, not ran, <laughs> off topic. Me and my boyfriend were talking about that the other day because I definitely would never consider myself a thief. Like I don't walk into a store and like just get off the rack. I just called you a whole thief. Too. I would never go to somebody's house and like steal their wallet or what. No, but employment is completely different to me because In I just mind? feel like you're not paying me what I'm worth, so I want to compensate that. So yes, I'm going to eat a fucking pie and not pay for. Yes, it feels different in my mind. You know what? I felt like that, especially with that with that job, because that was the only fast food work job I had. Like, I worked at a grocery store, but I've never taken anything from the grocery store because I understand that you have to physically scan that, right? <laughs> and I don't know. I was like, uh-uh, that's too much. It feels different. Like, I used to make myself milkshakes to go back there and eat, like, at Burger King. We worked at Big BK. Big <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I used to go back there and, like, get, um, like, chicken fries and, like, mozzarella sticks, girl, and, like, make big shakes and stuff like that. I always had a drink. <laughs> Like, I was always throwing sandwiches in the back because I did not think that that's stealing. I'm like, well, you only want to give me 50% off this meal. And I was a teenager, too. I probably can't say I would walk into a job now and do that. But back then, I was like... Well, not now because I work for myself. But before this, it's more so like I'm going to steal some time. If I don't feel compensated... Like, if if they're paying me minimum wage and I had to get free for this shit, I'm going to take a two-hour lunch. Yes. I will, yeah, for sure, for sure. I get that whole stealing time thing too, because I know I'm guilty of it. But I would never, I've never stolen anything. I've never walked in to Walmart mm-hmm. and like, I've accidentally like forgot to scan something. And if it was something like a seasoning pack, I'm not going back in there for sixty cents. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So I guess I have unconsciously stole things and then consciously knew about it later. But I'd be praying about it, so that it's okay. Something interesting that I checked <laughs> another day though, like why would like why do we think it's not worth it for just 60 cents like it's stealing stealing like why do we think like that because i've been thinking it's super interesting but yeah i wasn't walking all the way back oh my god kind of another tangent a little bit but we was in washington dc and mindy was either three or four years old at the time Mm -hmm. she walked out with a chapstick put it out her pocket in the parking lot and was like yes i did it and i'm like what oh (laughs) wait a minute Like it was only a dollar, but I'm like, no, she gotta learn this lesson, bro. That shit was no, you can't. She was excited. Yes, didn't think nothing was wrong because she was excited to show me and my mom. Like I did it. Like what the fuck? I'm so sneaky. (laughs) She was so outrageous. Oh hell no! But other than that, like I remember one time, Jesse, she was like trying on. Um, man, this is definitely gonna date us. Remember the Nike wristbands, headband, sweat sets. 
girl trying that on and like dick sporting good and just forgot to take it off because we was in there for like an hour waiting on my parents just walk around she wasn't sweating her forehead went hot we all forgot she had it on then we got to the car my dad was like what the fuck and so you know sometimes it really does happen on it's an accident it, for sure yeah and it's like my parents just didn't want to be embarrassed like oh that one of them thinks that my kids are a thief so that's why they didn't take it back but it'd be levels mm-hmm. to shit like that I think so too. I think there's a there's a big thing from intentionally doing it. And I think that there's different reasons. I sometimes I'm not gonna say all stealing is okay, but listen, I feel like if you don't have no money and you have like four kids and like you have no way to get it and you go in there and take some bread, like I'm not about to trip over that versus these, you know, millionaires that steal from us every day, baby, out of my taxes. I like to think <laughs> about stuff like that because I used to for fun love to take those moral tests online, like in middle school uh-huh. and like in ninth grade or whatever. And, you know, growing up as Jehovah's Witness, like, stealing is always unacceptable. Like, of course. So say, bad. like, well, why didn't you just go to a food pantry or why didn't you ask a church? Like, there's always something you can do instead of steal. But, like, uh-huh. take into account, like, if you're impoverished, you're in trauma, and so your rent mm-hmm. doesn't work the same. You're not always going to think of those things. And then, like, shame exactly. comes into play, too. Like, it, it can feel really bad to have to walk into the soup kitchen every day and see people mm-hmm. and like shit like that. But it's easier to in and out of a store where no you don't think nobody's going to see you just take it. I want to keep going with this topic because it's so good because it also makes me think that people forget about like you got to think about infrastructure as well. Like if there's no way for them to get to these locations but the nearest thing is the corner store, right? Yeah. And they can go in there and get like an apple or two and sneak it then. Do you know what I mean? Like how do we fault there's people so that... Factors are byproducts of their circumstances like you know what I mean that's a great topic and I think definitely think we should talk about that that. but we've gone down a rabbit hole and I think we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps it's my boot like (laughs) I don't even know if that was a (laughs) but we definitely have to get back on top um on topic with um red flags but yeah I just I don't even know where we where were we at we get the the BK thing right Oh, what? We were talking about BK, Big BK. Where, yeah, I thought she hated me. And if I was um, if I was going to base my red flags off of that, we would not be best friends today. We would not be doing this podcast. And y'all would not be graced with our presence. Period. So y'all are welcome. I wish I could see your face. I know one day, one day, one day YouTube, maybe. Maybe oh in the God. far, far, far I distance. Do that. How, who did a lot of people actually like why don't y'all put it on youtube too bitch because i don't want you to see me that's why i'm in here it's gonna be a blank it's gonna be this screen right here yeah. they're gonna see the anchor screen on youtube we can do that if y'all want to we can upload it period <laughs> <laughs> we on youtube now check us out <laughs> i just want to spend a few minutes though before we get into the quote of the day just talking about like everybody talks about red flags we don't really talk about what green flags are or blue ones just kidding i made that up <laughs> oh i was Never mind. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to be Snoop Dogg, and then I was like, oh my God, when somebody fucking me and thinks I'm really in a gang. Oh my God, don't do no that. No flags. I'm sorry. We're kidding. For all purple flags only. I think that's neutral. <laughs> that's probably something, too. You better be careful. Oh my God, just no flags. Uh, okay, this is off topic, but you said purple. It, may, it reminded me when I was, I had cancer one time a long time ago, and I was walking in the mall, and this guy at a kiosk, I don't know how we got into it, but we we're talking oh, about it, and he was like, oh. What color cancer you got? And I was like, color? <laughs> what do you mean? What color? I was like, I have Hodgkin's lymphoma. No, I told him, I said, I have, I have Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, but what color? was like, oh, what, what, what color is that? And I was like, um, it's the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's what's up. My aunt got the pink one. Oh, right. She has breast cancer. <laughs> she has the pink one. The okay, Susan B. Okay. Anthony one or something. Yes, the one with the, uh, the one with the flags, the red ones. Like, <laughs> I don't. That's AIDS, isn't that AIDS awareness? AIDS is red, yes. <laughs> she got breast cancer and AIDS. She hard. Oh my god, no, she ain't had that. But yeah, it just made me think when you said purple. But go ahead. Sorry, we're green flags. We're back on topic. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I'm really into the law of attraction, and I feel like when we, in general, focus on red flags, we're just inviting more red flags into our life. And I think right. a lot of people get stuck in loops where they find themselves in the same type of relationships because you're only looking for these bad things to see where it's going to go wrong so that's why i mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about like red flags i mean green flags my bad <laughs> Richness, um i would say somebody that practices self-care like that is a huge green flag green flag if you're doing a lot of self-care then you obviously love yourself so you have more of a capacity to love other people for sure that is a good one i think um green flag another one that could be how, how people treat other people 
Do you know what I mean? I think that's a great green flag. Like, if even strangers, like how you treat the janitor versus the CEO, I think that that's just very indicative of your character or you as a person because you should always treat everyone with respect. And not saying that everybody deserves respect, respect because I get that's like a different conversation, but off top, off top, like you have no reason really to belittle or be mean or be rude to anyone. Yeah, there's no there's no reason for that. I would also say like if somebody has long standing relationships, that would be a green flag. Like right, it's it's. I'm trying to think how to word it. Like, I, like someone's almost like been somebody's able to... like job history. Like if you're able to stay on a job for 20 years, like you know, sure. that shows that you have like discipline and all that good shit. So it's like if people are able to maintain friendships for 10 plus years, that I automatically think better things about them. Oh, for sure. That makes sense. Um, Would you say like a sense of loyalty? And I guess we get loyalty skewed, but like the fact that if you see somebody, I, I know, I feel like we've all been in instances, maybe more so in like high school, middle school, where we had um a friend that somebody didn't like, right? Mm-hmm. And they would talk about them, like, even in instances where like you are saving face for me, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but like, like standing up for you yes if you're like she's not here you don't get to disrespect her like that i found that i think those are like great characteristics yeah i think that definitely i think that's a green flag somebody that's willing to defend you regardless of where you are like okay well you don't get to kind of bully her because she's not here to defend herself type of thing or Mm -hmm. like someone that'll go to bat for me honestly or just anyone in general you know knowing that they're whatever a period i'll slap anybody in this bitch i've been watching hey that's what he just said I don't know if I would do that now because I'm trying to be a better person, but two years ago that was still yes. very true. Gang gang. Period. Um, I've never been in a fight, but I mean, you know, I you know what I'm saying? Like People you are know. always surprised to meet me these days. Or actually even back then You were a thug back in the People day. People can't see and I think because my voice is soft and I don't <laughs> know giggling. people make assumptions about my face or whatever. So But she is a baby gangster. <laughs> Bitch. It's so funny, Jessica, because you'd be like, okay, we'll find me then, and then you'll giggle and tickle them, but then, like, say yes, and I'm like, oh my god, look, she's scary, that's a scary person. <laughs> like, it's not about the people that are screaming and rah-rah and all that. Yeah. Huh? You remember I used to follow a dude around and put smiley faces on his car, and he used to say I was threatening him. No! <laughs> I should do that, too. My Psycho. <laughs> No, I don't, but you are, like, you're very terrifying, like, because <laughs> she's very, she's so calm. I seen her fight one time, and it was just the calmest thing ever, and I don't even know how we got there. Do you remember that I, when, in Hilltop? Like, okay, and this is kind of off on a tangent, too, and I don't want this to be a red flag about me, because I am a new person. Re- I re- she still was a good person my then, environment. Though. Once I got out of that environment, I no longer felt the need to act like that, because my whole thing wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> that I wanted to hurt people, like, genuinely. I'm yeah. very much like hippie nature. I did not want to hurt people, but it's like once I try to talk to you, if I feel like you cannot hear me and it starts escalating, then in my mind, you only understand <laughs> violence. So for you to understand me, I felt like I had to meet your ass with violence. Like you're <laughs> being all crazy loud. And I'm like, let's talk about this calmly. And you don't want to talk calm. Cool. No. Share to the face then, because that's what's going to neutralize you. And all the I situation. want was for you to shut the fuck up. Like I am. And you don't know how to. And Absolutely. I see now how problems could have been solved another way, but in my mind at that time, like that was always the solution. There was only one way, Jessica, and you did it correctly. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I but yeah, so at that time, it was a girl that was older than me, and my sisters are six and five years younger than me. They came mm-hmm. home crying, saying that this older person was bullying them. Now my sisters are some motherfucking liars. So my intention was to just go speak to her and see what really happened. Because I'm like, okay, if my sisters are wrong then there's no issue but if you really did something we got to handle that because they're eight years younger than you so right the fuck is going on relax so i was talking to her calmly and she stood up and was like you're not about to be coming to my house trying to motherfucking check me and i'm like i'm really not trying to check you i'm trying to invest this is a conversation this is called dialogue so like i said like (laughs) at that point i'm understanding you're not capable of calm conversation so then i gotta scrape your ass because that's all you understand and I remember that's what happened. And she was waiting for somebody, and it ended up being people that we was cool with. Oh like, my god, I forgot about that. It's just y'all two. It's just y'all two. <laughs> oh, good times. We so many topics that are just coming out of this conversation. Jessica, I love it. Oh god, yes, I think that we got to red flag though when somebody can admit that they was wrong in the past, but they changed. Abs- oh my god, that is a huge one. Somebody that can apologize. Yeah. 
being able to apologize to someone and like understand not saying sorry for the sake of saying sorry but can really verbalize like why they knew it was wrong what happened Mm -hmm. that accountability is just it's it's a beautiful thing sexy oh my god it is (laughs) it really is and you know what like i'm not a man hater at all i think that we all you said you was Okay, I am a little bit then, damn, but yesterday, <laughs> y'all, this is off topic, but still on topic. My um tire got stuck in the snow. And also, real quick, I said this, not trying to be, I don't be after nobody's man. I don't want him at all. It's like my neighbor. But the fact that, like, he drove up and he seen me outside trying to get my car undug from the snow I was stuck in. And he was like, he said to me, he said, I can't, I'm not about to sit out here and watch no woman um, dig under her car or do this. And I just thought that was so dope. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like, like, man, he's so respectful. Black, he was a black man. Just a black man, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, it was super dope, though. But I just think even things like that, like I like when you're on the side of the road, if somebody could pull over and be of assistance to you, do you know what I mean? Without the expectation back. Like, he didn't expect anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but, like, the fact that, like, you could do something nice for somebody without the expectation. Yeah. I think that that's a green flag too because you really shouldn't. If you you're gonna do something nice, and I guess like that, what is it called? Pure altruism. Yeah, a true I altruism. Altruism wholeheartedly. Yeah, like I think that if it's gonna be that, then you can't expect anything back. And I think that that's exactly that was. I could tell green flag right there, yeah. right? Like, and he was genuinely concerned for like me and my well being because he was a human. And I just those are like super great qualities, and just people. Like, or also one last thing, sorry. I think people that really try to be their best selves, right? And that really try to like exude yeah. positivity and like be genuine. I, I love people like that. Like, I don't understand. It's not hard to like be a good person. It's really not hard. And so like with this whole red flag thing, like it's not hard for you to like take the criticisms and the critiques that people are giving you and not as attacks, but as actual points for growth. Yeah. I think that everybody, I think that, the stuff that I think everybody I'm not gonna say everybody deserves forgiveness right I think that forgiveness is somebody else's own it's your own journey if you choose to or you choose not to that's up to you and I don't think it I don't I don't that's another topic but yeah I don't think everybody deserves forgiveness but I definitely think that people are capable of change if they really want to yeah and if you're willing to take that feedback and you're willing to take that criticism and those critiques then I definitely think that like people could be so much better versions of themselves. I had read a quote before that said that every time you pass the blame, you give up an opportunity for change. So I think that that really echoes what you were just saying. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I just, um, I, I definitely think that like, again, the like green flag when you're just genuinely a good person. And I think you can, you can see good people, right? Like, I think that you can, like people you know, might be uh, kind of fucked up I, in their own ways. Huh? Say that again. You know, a tree by the fruit that it bears. <laughs> Guess who said that? Jesus. <laughs> I've never read the Bible. Okay. I don't have any intentions on doing it either. You don't have to. I'm a Google stuff. I Google the scripture <laughs> and quote it. Um, ask not because you have not. No, I just love to read in general. So I, and I said that backwards too. All the holy books I can get my hand on. Which I have oh, yeah, Bible before though. this because I was preaching full time. But I read the Torah and the Quran before I came back to the Bible. So I want this is kind of off topic too. But I just wanted to read the Bible again after reading the Torah and the Quran. Just to really peep the differences and the similarities because there are so many similarities. And it's like once you read that, you can really have an understanding for more people that you meet to see like, okay, right. I see where they got this from or like whatever. Yes. Like how something's misinterpreted. Like, okay, well, it kind of says the same thing. So it's easy to get that skewed in some way because we don't right. know which one is right so that's why i'm rereading again right now no for sure for sure well um i think that that kind of wraps up our discussion uh yep let it us is know the quote of the- time for the quote now quote that quote that quote that quote that quote that time for the quote now quote that quote that quote that quote that quote that okay guys difficulties because like we said we are not in front of each other we're doing our best don't judge um but we'll go ahead and give you the quote of the day so um it's a very famous quote i'm pretty sure all of you have heard it but it is from maya angelou and she said when somebody shows you who they are believe them the first time mama maya talking about red flags when somebody shows you i try to do it (laughs) was that good 
I thought it was her. I looked back like, oh, Maya, that's her. Uh, she was she was embodying me. I was. She was. Oh my god, spirit of Maya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in, and also thank you too as well. <laughs> yes, thank you again, also too, and as well. In conjunction with thanking you, said I tell on a penny kind. Uh, let me sign your opinion on the rent account. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, hit us up on um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts for real. Or oh, not- period. We won't be on YouTube anytime soon, so don't look for us there. <laughs> don't press unless us. they got podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, thanks, guys, um, and I hope you tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Do you?